Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is the best of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Hopefully, no matter where you are headed into to work today, you will perform better than the Houston Rockets did in what may have been the most disappointing performance by a sports team certainly this year, maybe in several years. Game six at home, you have a guy in James Harden who was the leading MVP candidate for much of the season, a team that has already beaten the Spurs twice, a team that you would think is going to be able to at least be competitive. Vegas certainly thought though, saw, thought so. They were eight-and-a-half-point favorites as soon as the news got out about Kawhi Leonard not playing, Tony Parker's out, Greg Popovich trying to make Total magic out of a crew of guys that don't belong on the court at all. Certainly not the semifinals of the Western Conference, the toughest conference in the NBA. And they win by 39 points. couple of thoughts about this game. One, this is why I've been saying for a long time, you can't announce the MVP for the season until after the playoffs are over. Now, I understand some of you sitting around out there and saying, well, that's why we have the finals MVP and everything else, and that's fine. I'm not saying you should do away with the finals MVP. In fact, the finals MVP can and should be frequently different than the regular season MVP. That makes total sense. A couple of years ago, Andre Iguodala was the finals MVP, if you remember, the first year that the Warriors won their title when they beat the Cavs and came back from a 2-1 deficit. Andre Iguodala was the MVP. Certainly wasn't anywhere in the running to be the MVP for the NBA regular season. You can still have the NBA Finals MVP. But I don't see how there's any way imaginable that if you look at this season now 
and you consider all of the MVP candidates, and there were four that got a lot of attention, right? LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. I think LeBron has been a bitch off the basketball court all year, sometimes a bitch on the basketball court. But is there anyone listening to me right now who doesn't believe that LeBron James is the MVP of the NBA this season? To me, the performance that James Harden put up in Game 6 last night disqualifies him from being MVP in any way. And remember, Harden's team was better than Russell Westbrook's team already. But the no-show. Was Harden upset because he felt like he was blamed for the way Game 5 ended? I don't know. But that is one of the worst performances by a really good player that I can remember watching in NBA recent history for sure. It reminded me a little bit of Scottie Pippen when he pulled himself out of the game because he was upset that he didn't get the final shot instead of Kukoc a long time ago, if you guys are old school NBA fans. Remember when Scottie Pippen waved himself out, chose to stay on the bench when Phil Jackson designed a play for Tony Kukoc. I think that was the first year that Michael Jordan was playing the minor leagues. Huge story. Would be an even bigger story now. Kukoc hit the jumper, by the way. But that's the last time I can remember an NBA player really quitting. And to me, James Harden quit last night. And if you are in Houston and you went to watch that game, I think the Rockets should have come out and said, we're refunding every fan's ticket price for this game. Because your team didn't show up. It's one thing to lose. Everybody loses, right? It's a competitive sport. Some days your shots just don't fall. That happens. But to lose by 39 at home in a closeout game when you're favored by nearly double digits is totally unacceptable. And I'm not just saying that because I said take the Rockets. I thought they would win in a walk-off. And I thought we'd have a game seven. I think if you asked Popovich before the game, he would have told you, yeah, we're probably going to lose this game. I expect for them to win game six. It's why I'm not playing Kawhi Leonard at all. I want to get him healthy. Unbelievable performance. Awful, awful performance by the Houston Rockets. Here's the other thing. I think this is one of those situations where you have to look at Mike D'Antoni and say, boy, what in the world happened here? I'm not a guy who usually sits around at individual games and says, boy, this coach needs to answer for this, uh, you know, unless they make a clear strategic error that's indefensible. But I do think when your team comes out and plays like this and loses by 39 points, it's evidence of your lack of control over the locker room. I don't know what D'Antoni said to James Harden. I don't know what he said to everybody else in that locker room. But that team shouldn't be capable of showing up in game six at home and losing by that margin. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Greg Popovich, who's the best coach in the NBA. And I'm certainly not taking anything away from LaMarcus Aldridge, who finally showed up and played a great game, or the other San Antonio Spurs. But I think even they would say, man, you believe we won by 39 in a closeout game? I mean, just a couple of days ago, we're talking about a game five effort that truly could have gone either way. And then the Rockets show up and post this kind of performance? I just think it's indefensible. And I think there's blame that goes everywhere. 
And to me, again, I'm not a guy who is immediately going to go to coaching, but I think every now and then you see a performance that is so bad that if I were an owner, I would say, okay, what's going on here? Why is Mike D'Antoni my coach? You're going to have to really sit down with me and explain exactly what happened. James Harden only scores 10 points. Should be a performance that if you still considered NBA playoffs would take him out of the running for MVP. I don't think there's a single person after watching this Game 6 effort that would vote for James Harden for MVP. And if we are being honest and we are saying what I think is true, which is the NBA regular season is devalued, why would you not consider the playoffs in terms of your overall analysis for who's the MVP in the NBA? In the NBA? Now, I've said for a long time that LeBron James is the best player in the world. But isn't that even more readily apparent through two rounds of the NBA playoffs so far? I don't think there's anything that can happen now in the Western or Eastern Conference Finals or the NBA Finals that's going to change my opinion about LeBron James should be the MVP. And I don't think there's anything that probably could happen out there. I mean, we were on in Houston right now. Is there anybody in Houston who would still defend James Harden as the MVP? And they were booing the Rockets as they went off the court at halftime. And then they played just as bad in the second half, too. I thought at some point, surely they're going to make a run. They never made a run. Guys, they lost by almost 40 at home. I don't think there's any way to defend it. It's one of the worst performances that we have seen in a big setting, certainly of this year. And I saw John McClain, who we have on this show quite a bit, John McClain at the Houston Chronicle, who said, I have covered Houston area sports teams for 42 years. This is a, this is a hell of a statement. John McClain has covered Houston area sports teams for 42 years. Here's what he tweeted. This is my 42nd year at the Houston Chronicle. This might be the worst playoff performance by a Houston team in the city's history. He's been at the Chronicle 42 years. That's an amazing length of time. And this is the worst performance he's ever seen by a Houston team in the playoffs in the city's history. Wow. That kind of puts it into context. We will open up your phones. I hope your Friday is going well. Uh, this is always a lot of fun. I'll kick the coverage. We got an incredible animal Thunderdome for you that we're going to hit in the second hour. In hour three, for those of you who haven't been around before and have somehow missed it, you need to adjust your schedules accordingly. We do I Hate You, Clay Travis. It's the bottom of the hour for hour three, and it gives people an opportunity to tee off on me and try to argue that, I've made an idiot this week. So if you have any positions at all that you would like to take issue with me on, you have an opportunity in hour three. This is your time to tee back, but tee off. But it is uh, Friday edition. Let's go ahead and open up the phones. 877-996-6369. Again, that phone number, 877-996-6369. Do you agree with me that the MVP should only happen at the end of the playoffs? And also, can you think of a worst playoff performance in recent history than what we saw out of the Rockets, James Harden, Mike D'Antoni, both to blame here. One of the most disastrous performances in the playoffs I can ever remember. At least now we know Warriors against Spurs as we anticipated it would be before the playoffs started. Now it is once more. It seems like a very long time ago that the Houston Rockets rolled into San Antonio and won game one and made everybody look old. This is the danger zone when it comes to the playoffs. You really can't overrate any one game in a seven-game series, no matter how bad 
it might look. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. You're not going to believe what happened in the Animal Thunderdome. Let's go ahead and hit the intro, boys. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. This is Animal Thunderdome. This story off the coast of California in beautiful Orange County is going to leave you with pinpricks on your arm and cold chills everywhere. What happens when you are a random dude who decides to paddleboard out in the beautiful Pacific Ocean and a helicopter comes over you and this is what you hear. Attention in the water. Attention in the water. This is the Orange County Sheriff's Department. Be advised, State Parks is asking us to make an announcement to let you know you are paddleboarding next to approximately 15 great white sharks. Uh, They're advising that you exit the water in a calm manner. Uh, the sharks are as close as the surf line. Please be advised that this area is heavily populated at the moment with large great white sharks, some of which which are in the surf line. Please do not enter the water. Jaw dropping. Listen to that again. Attention in the water. Attention in the water. This is the Orange County Sheriff's Department. Be advised, State Parks is asking us to make an announcement to let you know you are paddleboarding next to approximately 15 great white sharks. Uh, they're advising that you exit the water in a calm manner. Uh, the sharks are as close as the surf line. Please be advised that this area is heavily populated at the moment with large great white sharks, some of which which are in the surf line. Please do not enter the water. Worst paddleboard trip ever. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been out on a paddleboard. And I'm not very good on a paddleboard. My wife is incredible on the paddleboard, right? Like, they have yoga classes on the paddleboard. Like, I'll see every time we go to the beach. We're going to go to the beach next week. And my wife's like, oh, I'm going to go do yoga on the paddleboard. And I'm like, how do you do yoga on a paddleboard? I get on a paddleboard, especially if I've had a couple of drinks, And I'm going to fall off almost immediately, right? Especially if, I don't know if it's just I'm bad at balancing, a little bit of a wave coming in. If there were a helicopter over the top of me, like this guy was, and I would love it if this guy was actually listening, if he's a huge fan of Sports Talk Radio, we're on in the L.A. area, and he was listening right now, and he could call in and tell us what exactly goes through your mind when you're on a paddleboard and a helicopter comes over top of you, and somebody gets on the speakers and tells you that you're surrounded by 15 large great white sharks and to please exit the water calmly, I would lose my mind. There is a 0% chance that I would be able to paddleboard back into this, the, the beach without falling off. I mean, almost imme- I can guarantee you that I would almost immediately fall off. I'll tell you a story, in fact. My own Animal Thunderdome history. I, I talked about this yesterday on Outkick the Coverage, my uh, my afternoon show that I do on Periscope and Facebook Live, which I think you guys will probably like. When I was 12 years old, 
I went to a uh, church camp. You know, you have like these church retreats, and I don't remember what exactly we did, but the church youth group went down to Panama City Beach. Panama City Beach, for those of you who don't know Panama City Beach, it's a redneck Riviera, basically the capital, they call it, of the redneck Riviera. Beautiful beach down on the Gulf Coast of Florida in the little panhandle part of Florida. There's a town called Panama City Beach. If you watched Spring Break on MTV back in the day, huge Spring Break destination for kids who go to Big Ten area colleges or certainly SEC area colleges. That's actually the beach nearby where I'm going to be uh, this for the next couple of weeks, starting next week. And I'm doing the show from down there in Panama City Beach. And so this will be a return. What happened was I was out on a jet ski. And when you're 12, there's like this 18 or 19-year-old college kid who was kind of a chaperone that was on the trip. And you remember those days. When you're 12, somebody who's 18 or 19, is the, the difference, even though they're only like six or seven years older than you, the difference is like night and day. For instance, I went to a high school that was 7 through 12, Martin Luther King, uh, here in uh, the Nashville area where I live. I grew up here. And when you're a 7th grader and you're going to school with seniors in high school, it's like the difference between – it's two different species, right? A 12-year-old and an 18-year-old are only separated by six years. And if you meet in rest of life – like right now I'm 38. If there's a 32-year-old who's listening to me right now, we're basically the exact same, right? At 12 and 18, we are two different species, even though it's just six years. And so you're 12 years old, you're seventh grader, kind of awkward. It's an awkward age, especially for boys, girls everywhere, right on the precipice of puberty. So I'm out there with this 18-year-old guy. We got a jet ski. And everybody's getting an opportunity to ride the jet ski. And if you remember jet skis back in the day, before the Kenny Powers era jet ski, where they're just really easy to get up and on, even if you flip over. It used to be back in the day, if you fell off a jet ski, you had to really work hard to get back up, especially if there were two of you, because it's easy to tip over. You have to balance yourselves really well. So we tipped over. We tipped over. We were trying to do like a big 360 or something like that. Like, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun, but we tipped over. And so on the beach still there, they have everybody on jet skis, and they kind of monitor the, uh, the, the, the marine life as well with helicopters everything else. While we're trying to get back up on the jet ski, this lifeguard comes up on the jet ski with us, and he says, guys, they've sparted, spotted two big tiger sharks in the area. You need to get out of the water right now. Tiger sharks are aggressive. They're not great white sharks, but they're a very aggressive breed of shark. And so when you're 12 and you hear that and you're treading water off the, off the coast – you're like, oh my God, I'm going to die. At any moment, this shark is going to grab me. And so the 18-year-old dude who's in charge of the jet ski has this brilliant idea because we're having trouble getting back up on the jet ski and the sharks are circling and we're, death is imminent. He says, you know what we're going to do? He said, you hang on to the back of the jet ski. If you remember like jet skis, like they have like a couple little uh, holding parts where you can hang on or pull yourself up. He's like, you hang on and I will take you in. Back to the back to the, the 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 shallows, and that way we'll be safe. The tiger sharks won't get us. So I said, okay. So I hang on to the back, and I'm thinking to myself, this seems like a bad idea because basically all I am is just bait, right? So we're hitting across all these different uh, waves. It's kind of a wavy day there at the beach, and we're rushing back in towards shore. We were out a pretty decent way, and I'm just banging on the water, you know, as we go. 
And it's shortly after we start, if you remember or think about a jet ski, there's like the, the, the exhaust that comes off the jet ski, the way it kicks up the water off the back end is not good if you're hanging on. So it's hitting you in the face and everything else. You can close your face. But as I'm holding on with both hands, that water is also rushing down my body. And as it's rushing down my body, a problem starts to emerge. Namely, my swimsuit starts to get pushed off by the water that's banging off of the jet ski. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm 12 years old. The entire beach is packed filled with other 12 and 13 year old girls and my swimsuit is slowly coming off like we're going right along the length of the entire beach everybody can look at us news is now spread to the water that there are two tiger sharks in the area what would you do if you saw a 12 year old boy bouncing along the waves trying to rush back in from a tiger shark you'd probably be thinking man that guy might get bit at any moment I gotta watch this my swimsuit slowly slides down my bare ass becomes visible I manage remember back in the day I don't think they really make these now it's not a board short era but they used to make like the netting inside of all the men's bathing suits to like cradle your balls the worst uh, creation of all time like I don't know anybody that I've ever met who's been like you know what I love about men's swimsuits back in the 80s and the 90s I liked that netting that they put in swimsuits to hold your balls. Now everybody just wears, you know, board shorts. It's like, that makes total sense. Why do you need netting to hold your balls in your swimsuit? Like, I never understood why that was necessary. Anyway, I managed to catch that netting, God bless the netting, with my right foot. And so I hook it so I don't totally lose my swimsuit. But I'm hitting the waves on my way in, fleeing this tiger shark. My bare ass is mooning. The entire beach. I mean, imagine you're on the beach and you hear tiger sharks are in the area. And then the next thing you see is a jet ski dragging a naked dude along the whole length of the beach. I am mooning the entire beach. All the, you know, 12-year-old girls. I'm at a freaking church church youth group, right? First Baptist church in Nashville. Church trip down to the youth. Uh, youth. You probably some of you listening right now took these church group trips when you were a kid. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, I everybody is seeing my bare ass. It's probably the worst time, worst age of all ages. I really do think. 12 years old, probably the worst age to have to be naked in front of anybody. Nobody wants to be naked when they're 12, especially not naked in front of a bunch of other 12-year-olds. Mom naked. Bare ass, like trying to avoid this tiger shark, thinking to myself, you know what? I kind of hope this tiger shark grabs me now because I'm not sure that I want to go back onto the onto the beach having just mooned the entire beach. Everybody's going to be talking about this. The entire beach is going to be laughing. Get dropped off. Tiger shark doesn't eat me. Standing there thinking, I wish that tiger shark had eaten me. Pulling up my shorts. I'm like, maybe nobody noticed. It's like I just won the Super Bowl. There is a lineup of everybody on the entire beach is standing there, like erupting in laughter. I mean, it is the largest collection of people probably to ever see a naked man on the beach in the history of America. And they're all lined up, all lined up. I'm just standing out there in like, you know, waist deep water, pulling up my shorts, thinking to myself, maybe nobody saw. The entire beach is lined up waiting for me. Get out of the water, walk up on the beach. Girls, 12-year-old, 13-year-old girls, like just dying with laughter. 
Somebody comes up to me. What do I say? I swear to God. I said, I think you're not going to believe this, but a tiger shark just got a guy like 200 yards down the beach. (laughs) When in doubt, distract. Everybody's like, oh, my God, a tiger shark got somebody here? Tiger crowd rushes down the beach. Go see whether or not a tiger shark got somebody. Please do not enter the water. But, my friends, I'm telling you this right now. If I had been on that paddleboard and I would gotten told I was surrounded by 15 great white sharks, I would have immediately fallen in the water and I would be dead. There's no doubt at all. I, there's no way I would have been able to paddleboard back into the beach if somebody had come on and told me that. Again, if you just are tuning in, you're just waking up, this is the animal Thunderdome for the day. This is what happened just off the coast in Orange County yesterday. This was the announcement that came from to a guy who was on a paddleboard out in the ocean. Listen to this terror Attention. running down your spine. Attention in the water. Attention in the water. This is the Orange County Sheriff's Department. Be advised, State Parks is asking us to make an announcement to let you know you are paddleboarding next to approximately 15 great white sharks. Uh, They're advising that you exit the water in a calm manner. Uh, The sharks are as close as the surf line. Please be advised that this area is heavily populated at the moment with large great white sharks, some of which which are in the surf line. Please do not enter the water. Unbelievable. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Welcome back. Fox Sports Radio Studios brought to you by GEICO. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier as well. Going to be joined by Dan Wetzel here momentarily at Dan Wetzel on Twitter. Remember, with True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, and on average, save over three grand off MSRP. Whether you're looking for a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. This is a confident show, especially when we have Dan Wetzel, if not the best, one of certainly the best national sports columnists in the country at Dan Wetzel on Twitter. Dan, we've been talking about this all week, but I love the NBA playoffs. I have hated the NBA playoffs this year. Am I wrong for that opinion, or have you found yourself with a similar vein of thought? Very similar vein. I, it's just you feel like you're treading water. There's too many games, um, and it's just the way it is in basketball. This is not a new thing because if you look back on old series, but just too many games that are blowouts. They're non-competitive in the second half. You're not getting that night in, night out, you know, great game down to the end, somebody making a play, that that's what endears you to the NBA playoffs. And what makes the NBA so exciting is you don't have to watch the whole game. You can tune in the last 15 minutes and and, and get it. Uh, or you can watch the whole game. But it's too many blowouts, and it just feels like we're treading water. Like, it's going to be Cleveland and Golden State, almost assuredly. It'd be a huge upset if it isn't at this point. And I'm fine with that. Everyone kind of wants to see that. Uh, unless you're a fan of one of these teams, but it's hard to look at it and see anything else. So it's sort of like we're just kind of standing around waiting for something to go. And then Golden State and and, and uh, Cleveland have been so good, they barely play. You know, you barely get to see these guys because they've played eight games. You're 100% right here. You've covered basketball for a long time. If I made you czar of the NBA and I said, Dan Wetzel, you have the opportunity to try to make either the regular season, but certainly the postseason more interesting. What could you do in your mind? 
Uh, I mean, I'm not sure there's much you can do other than come up with some. I mean, the idea of hoarding talent is really what makes some of this non-competitive. Um, but I don't know really how you legislate that. I mean, so, so my argument was like Durant going to Golden State would certainly increase the excitement of the Western Conference title. But you're probably with me that you can't allow Adam Silver to not allow Kevin Durant to go sign with the team that he wants to sign with. Exactly. So the the problem with that, the solution would be okay. You'd add a you know, let's say say in Oklahoma City, you have another really good team. You weaken Golden State a little bit. Maybe that creates a little more excitement. But the 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 you know the consequences of that are dramatic and 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 too good for it. So I I. Uh, there isn't much you can do. And, like, people will say, well, guys don't try. You go back to, like, like you know, the Celtics-Pistons once had a series where every game, like the first four games, like they were, you know, it was 2-2 at the end of four games, and, like, every game was a blowout. You know, it happens. It's basketball. Team gets hot. Guys hit shots, whatever. So this isn't a new thing. It's not like the guys aren't trying. I think people forget that it's like every single Celtic-Laker game in the playoffs was – went down to the last second and either Larry Bird or Magic Johnson hit a half-court shot to win it. it. That's not how it was. There were blowouts. There were there, there were swings in the series. So I don't know what you do. And sometimes you just say, hey, this is what it is. I mean, Cleveland, the Eastern Conference isn't that good. It hasn't been that good in a long time. And LeBron James is, is unbelievable and it's non-competitive. And so you could try to drum up some interest say, hey, boy, I think the Celtics really got a shot. I mean, who really thinks the Celtics have a shot? Can they win? I guess, but, you know, I'd be surprised if it makes it to six or seven. Maybe it gets to six. And that's just that's just where you're at with these two teams. The benefit is we're very likely to get a third consecutive Cleveland-Golden State series, which I think will have incredible historic ramifications, legacy ramifications for these guys, and could be, uh, could be phenomenal. Last year's NBA Finals were fantastic. The Eastern Conference Finals really weren't that interesting. We're talking to Dan Wetzel. He's at Yahoo Sports. Uh, you can go read him there. And, Dan, one of the stories that you've been covering a great deal is the continued fallout of the Aaron Hernandez uh, suicide, the murder trials, everything else. I think it's the last four or five things that you've written, including a suicide note from the fiancé. What's next in the Aaron Hernandez story, or is it officially done? Like, is, is there anything else that can be said, any other blockbuster news that you think can come out, or do you think this story is done? One thing about the Aaron Hernandez case is there's <laughs> never done. I don't know. There's always something. Um, I mean, look, his, 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 his actual conviction has been vacated uh, due to a Massachusetts law where if your appeal has not been heard uh, by the time you die, you, in, in the eyes of the law, it goes back to the start of the case where you're presumed innocent. So in an incredible twist, Aaron Hernandez, who was charged with murdering three people, served a life sentence for killing one, is officially killed nobody. Uh, you know, the law, that's the law, right? Um, quirky and, and unpredictable. There will be appeals on that. I don't know whether it will go anywhere or not. I'm not going to say I'm a Massachusetts constitutional law expert, uh, but I doubt it. It seems like um, that will that will stand. There are going to be civil suits against them. The big thing is, does he get, does his estate get money out of the NFL? Um, and the premise is that the Patriots 
bailed on paying his full signing bonus and guaranteed money of his contract, arguing that um, we don't have to pay you. You were arrested and convicted for murder, uh, which is you know, pretty good standing on why you wouldn't pay somebody. Um, there is certainly this perception that Aaron Hernandez is all of a sudden going to, Aaron Hernandez's state is going to make all this money, uh, get that money back because he's technically not guilty. That is not nearly as clear as it's reported and assumed everywhere. Uh, first off, we don't know the language of the contract. It not, may not be you needed to be convicted of a first-degree murder. You may have nearly been brought disrepute to the team. Uh, there's a very broad language in most NFL contracts. Uh, second, there had already been a settlement for some money between uh, Hernandez, the NFLPA, and the Patriots, and there's quite quite likely a global settlement language in that contract. Uh, even so, the Patriots are going to fight this, and you know, I, I, it, the whole argument is not. There's this perception that oh, Hernandez has made himself six million bucks for his family. And that's hot. that that is very much in dispute. Very much. He very well may get nothing. Even if he gets that money, there are three wrongful death lawsuits going against him. One of which, Odin Lloyd, which was convicted of the murder, is you know almost a hundred percent slam dunk. He's going to win. The other two, he was not guilty, but all he has to do is a much lower presumption of guilt on a civil suit. And then there are other creditors that that you know in his life that are looking for money that he owes them. So my guess is is even if Hernandez somehow wins the NFL thing, and I, I think that's still not it's not more probable not he will not get that. Um, he ain't making any his his fiance and daughter aren't making any money other than whatever death benefit there is in a pension that is protected from that stuff. And having only played three years in the NFL, that's not going to be a tremendous amount of money. We're talking to Dan Wetzel. Uh, Dan, yesterday I came on the show, and in the wake of the Capitals' loss in Game 7 to the Penguins, as well as the Wizards' loss, I know they play again tonight, I believe, and have a chance to uh, to, to force a Game 7 by sending this series back to Boston if they can win Game 6. But I said that there is no more cursed American sports city in the country now than Washington, D.C. You cover national sports. I mean, obviously I considered... Minneapolis, I considered Atlanta, I considered Buffalo, I considered uh, all these other different cities that would think they have an argument to being the most cursed sports city in America. I tried to focus on, you know, not a, not a town that just has one team, obviously, or even two teams, because that's not necessarily fair. Can you think of a city right now, given the fact that Cleveland has now won the title with LeBron James last year, that's more cursed than D.C.? Not off the top of my head, I have to redo it, but... Um... Cleveland certainly was. They finally got their act together, and um, you know, not just the, the the victory and then the then the Super Bowl and then the uh, World Series trip. Um, I think the issue with Washington is uh, they don't even get anywhere close right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's been since 1999, I believe, that they've been in a conference championship game. That's not a national. That's not like a championship series. That's just a conference championship series. And so they've been, you know, nearly 20 years without even playing in that. And that no other city in America has that record uh, of futility. That that's the that's the issue. Is it's like so? Then you get to what's worse, right? The crushing, you know, game seven loss in the finals, or just not doing anything. Because I, I heard I was watching um, the other night. I, I watched the Caps game, and 
you know, is very predictable as a no-show and where's where's Ovechkin. And, I mean, it was the third period. It was a disaster for the Caps. And then I saw something on Twitter, someone going, you know, the Caps should have they, they should have uh, two or three Stanley Cups. I'm like, they didn't even make <laughs> – they're right. not challenging for a Stanley Cup. Okay, this isn't – we you know, like Chicago beat Boston a couple years ago in the Stanley Cup Finals by scoring two goals in the last three minutes of the last game. Okay, now that – Boston was really close. That's called really close. This is not close. He's got eight wins to go. So, I mean, the thing about them is it's just nothing. I mean, and then every time they get somebody, Ovechkin just disappears in the playoffs. You know, they get RG3, and for one year, it was like he was revolutionizing the NFL, and he gets them to the playoffs, and it is wild. And they get injured. They lose. They blow a 14-point lead, lose to Seattle, and the guy's never good again. You know, there's just these, just these dramatic like teases, but they don't really get there. So the question is, would you rather be that, or would you rather be Atlanta and blow the Super Bowl? Uh, I don't know, but it's a very futile spot for Washington. I think you'd rather get there and lose than just sort of be, you know, in the in the mix. And, and we'll see what the what the uh, uh, Wizards do. But you know, LeBron's waiting. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. LeBron's waiting is a great line to finish with. Dan Wetzel, appreciate the time. Have a good weekend. Appreciate you joining us on this Friday. Anytime, man. Take care. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Swear to God, Clay, if I ever see you on the street. America, it's time for your favorite segment. I hate you, Clay Travis! Oh, you haven't heard of it? It's really simple. Basically, you get to on Clay like this. I hate you, Clay Travis. This is the stupidest thing that probably you said in about six months. I hate you, Clay Travis, with your elfin-sized five shoes. I hate you, Clay Travis. I hate you, Clay Travis. I hate you, Clay Travis. <laughs> now, here's Clay. You, Travis. I mean... I hate you, Clay Travis. You want to hate me? Do we need to change the name of the segment to America's Sweetheart? Do we need to get Vito to do a new intro where people just come on and talk about how much they love me? That what a lovable not guy what I am. Your ego needs. It's not what I need to hear. Like I, The ball washing that I have to listen to on Fridays around 725 when we start taking these calls is, is otherworldly. Like It smells like flowers in here. There's been so much love. So people just call in for I hate you, Clay Travis, and just tell you how much they love me. Yes. They're all and it's always the same takes too. It's like the same jokes every time. It's like he's got me not listening to this anymore and I hate him for it. It's like, Oh my God. See you. Have a good weekend. It's killing Mike and Mike out there. Jordan in Arkansas. Jordan in Arkansas, does he legitimately hate me? Oh, I hate you, Clay Travis. And you know, speaking of ball washing, all you ever want to do is just wash Sam Darnold's balls every single chance you get. I bet they're Literally spectacular like, balls. I bet he has great oh, balls. I, you know, I don't know, but I don't know. But if I guarantee you, if he walked into the studio right now, all you would do anything to just clip the guy's toenails. And then another thing I hate you for <laughs> is all you do is whenever somebody calls in and makes a good point against the point that you're making, you won't acknowledge that he makes a good point. You'll just change the subject just like a little girl would do. So that's why I hate you, Clay Travis. So have a great day, pal. You know what? Here's the deal. I can make the counter argument to my argument better than just about any caller can do. Should we just start doing Clay takes the other side or I play my alter ego, Travis Clay, and I'll say, look, here's why Colin Kaepernick shouldn't be employed. And I make you the argument and it's straightforward and it's correct. 
And then as soon as we finish, instead of going to calls, I can just say, okay, now pretend that you employ are employed by Colin Kaepernick, and I can snap my fingers, and I'll immediately give you the other side of the argument better than anybody else can who's arguing for Colin Kaepernick. In fact, I'll do that right now. All right, do we have like the, the, like the, the music when you're dreaming? You know, like, do we, do we have that music? You know, like when somebody's like, back in the day on sitcoms, they used to have like, you know, like where they're thinking. You know what I'm talking about? Does that make yes, any sense? Yes, you're to talking you, about Jean? the birds, basically. Like the birds yeah. going up into the thought bubble. Yeah, whatever that sound was they used to make. They used to do it every now and then. So here we are. I am flipping. I am now going to be Travis Clay, social justice warrior, the highest paid employee at MSESPN, and we will now go in three, two, one. It's disgusting that Colin Kaepernick is not employed right now as a quarterback in the NFL. Did you look at his stats last year playing for the sorry-ass San Francisco 49ers with no wide receivers, with no offensive weapons, with nobody out there that could help him at all? He threw 16 touchdowns and only four interceptions. He was able to keep plays alive with his legs, and it's an absolute miracle that he was able to complete 59.6% of his passes when you go back and look at the talent that surrounded him on the offensive side of the ball. Distraction? Are you kidding me? His team voted him overall the MVP in the locker room. There are a lot more distractions in this league, beating women, beating kids, beating murder charges we got freaking statues to ray lewis up outside of the baltimore Ravens stadium we got a guy in joe mixon who on video broke a girl's face in four places and you're telling me that colin kaepernick not standing for the national anthem is too much of a distraction to play football in the nfl are you kidding me have you seen the rosters at quarterback for the cleveland browns the new york jets and the san francisco 49ers Colin Kaepernick is better than everybody on those rosters combined. There's like eight guys being signed to play quarterback right now. He's better than all those guys. Have you seen the backup quarterbacks being signed right now in this league? Somebody is going to pay Blaine Gabbert to throw the football for a living. Brandon Whedon is a backup in this league right now. Brandon Whedon is 174 years old, and he's never thrown for more than 50 yards in a football game. And you're telling me that Colin Kaepernick can't come out and play football in this league? The guy went to the Super Bowl with the 49ers, and if they had thrown the damn flag in the end zone on pass interference, he would be a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, and he's only 29 years old. You snowflakes out there can't handle the fact that the dude stood up for all the people being murdered by police officers Police officers every day, they put on their guns and they go out and they try to kill black people and Colin Kaepernick pointed it out to you and you losers wouldn't listen to him. You're the snowflakes. Shame on the NFL. Shame on America. And shame on all you losers for not signing Colin Kaepernick as a quarterback. That, my friends, is my social justice worker, alter ego, social justice warrior, alter ego, Travis Clay, ESPN just tried to sign me to $9 million a year contract. Might have to take it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. You know who also has skills? The son of God, Tim Tebow. Timothy Tebow is attempting to rise 
from the Class A Columbia Fireflies, and we have an update from our guy, Jason Martin. According to a report from the New York Post, the New York Metropolitans considering promoting Timothy Richard Tebow from the single-A Columbia Fireflies. Now, it likely wouldn't happen before the All-Star game at midseason, but it's now in the ether, it's now in the cosmos, it's, dare I say, in heaven. In 28 games played for the Fireflies, Tebow hitting 250. With What's two the most home recent runs. performance? It's coming. Two home runs and 11 RBIs on the diamond on Wednesday night against Delmarva on the road. Tebow, two for four, including a double with stop the presses, two RBIs. Yeah! His first since April the 16th. Average goes from 242 to 250, now tied for third on the team in average. It was supposed to be a doubleheader, making up for the infamous fog game from May the 4th. But guess what? Game two was postponed due to inclement weather. So they're going to try and play two today against the Shorebirds up in Delmarva in Maryland and then travel to New Jersey to play Lakewood tomorrow. I'm so excited. That's a pretty tough tilt. Two games tonight and then a road trip to New Jersey to play at 4.05 Eastern time tomorrow. But Tim Tebow, 250. Stories in New York media about the Mets promoting him. This is good stuff for one Timothy Richard Tebow, and that is your Tebow watch for Friday, May 12th, 2017. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.